I've been reading Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable, and I've been loving it. It has me thinking about what my passions are and my goals related to them. I love teaching. I think I came out of the womb teaching somebody about something. It's just who I am. And I especially love teaching mindfulness. I've gotten quite comfortable doing this with a video or writing a blog or I just wrote a book. And now I'm learning this podcast thing. My favorite way to teach is with a live group of teachers or parents, helping them to bring mindfulness into their lives. I'm an extrovert and being with a group of people sharing dilemmas and ideas and how to solve the dilemmas, practicing new things, cracking each other up just fills me with joy. Choosing parents and teachers to work with is very intentional because it is my heart's desire to help kids learn mindfulness. I want it to be settled in their mental toolbox so that when tough things happen or tough decisions need to be made, they can reach right into that toolbox, find the right mindfulness tool, and apply it. I believe that mindfulness helps us listen to our hearts, it gives us hope, and it helps us build resi resilience against what life throws in our way. I once had a second grader who was exceedingly bright. Every day though, he would get so frustrated with me because he felt that I was changing the rules. Me, Miss Virgo teacher here, doesn't change rules easily. Any teacher knows, however, that when you have a class of 25 to 30 kids, you have to be flexible. Some days just, you know, they just don't work the plan. There's the fire drill. The fact that several kids are out sick or suddenly the principal is in your room taking notes. And of course, second graders all have to go over to visit with the principal. Some days, rules and schedules just shift. This drove that poor boy crazy. He didn't have any underlying physiological differences that would cause him to be rigid. It was just his makeup. At the first parent-teacher conference, I talked to his mom about the fact that I didn't really need to set academic goals for him because he was very, very self-motivated. Instead, my goal for him was to learn to lighten up. For teachers, I want to show them how incorporating mindfulness into their classroom not only gives them the self-care that they need, but it becomes an astonishing management tool. It also helps the students become problem solvers for their own dilemmas, which is, again, another powerful tool in the classroom. It gives the students more independence. And that's nice when they can solve their own problems. What makes teachers' lives hard right now isn't so much about student behavior, but all the stuff that goes around it. 
and all the paperwork and all the meetings and you know we all know we have more energy though when our class works better mindfulness helps teachers with their own self-control it can keep us from losing our cool and yelling or giving punishments as a result of our frustrations rather than behavior it can also keep you uh, in control and it stops you from bursting out in laughter when someone does something totally absurd which happened a lot in my room the image that floats into my mind was the boy who drew a very curly handlebar mustache on his face with a permanent marker. It just cracks me up picturing it in my mind. I don't know how I controlled myself that day, but I laughed all the way home. And I still laugh every time I think of him. Mindfulness can also help us reduce judgment and increases compassion. It helped me realize that if you have a seven-year-old who simply cannot listen when he's sitting still because he's so focused on not moving, but he can take everything you're saying if he's lying on the floor spinning in a circle, you, the adult, has to set your priorities. Or I should say me, the adult, has to set my priorities so that he can learn. Being mindful helped me remember that even though he drove me to absolute distraction with his being a human dust mop. He was learning his math somehow. As Elsa sang it, I had to let it go. I've talked to a lot of parents, and while everyone's style is different, just like all of our personalities are different, parents want their kids to grow up to be happy and independent, just like in the classroom, parents learning to be mindful, they model that behavior with their children. I've worked with hundreds of kids over the years, and I know that the biggest role models in a child's life are their parents, far more than any of their teachers. By learning to use mindfulness and talking about using mindfulness, our kids, oh, they begin to incorporate it themselves. I'm not sitting here saying that mindfulness is a panacea for all that ails us. I try to practice mindfulness all the time, and I still get mad and sad and envious. We all do because we live in this human world. There are, however, lots of little tricks I've learned that you can learn to help reset and help your kids reset, whether it's at home or at school. Here's an example. At some point when I had a really, really tough class, I learned to ask the class each morning to take a deep breath, shut their eyes, and make a wish for a great day. They all did. The energy just shifted. You could feel the wish float up into the air. We did that every morning that year, and I've done it every day with classes I've had after that. It stopped the noise. It filled them with hope. It helped them set a positive intention for their day. 
When I ask parents what they want for the kids when they become adults, there are the standard answers of a good job and a steady income, but nearly every parent says that they want their child to grow up to be happy. I think it's what teachers want for their students to have the tools to do those same things, to be good citizens, to have good jobs and make a decent living. We want them to have those things so that they can have happy, productive lives. I've met, I've actually worked for highly successful and wealthy people who are simply miserable. And I have met people who struggle every single day who are happy. It isn't about what grade they got in English their sophomore year or if they could multiply by memory in third grade. It's about being less interested in the material, about being grateful, about being compassionate and generous. It's about having an open heart. I believe practicing mindfulness helps get you there. Oh, and that boy who needed to lighten up? Well, we accomplished some of that that year um, during second grade. I ran into him a couple years ago while he was in high school. His conversation with me made it clear that he's never going to um, completely conquer that side of his personality. It's part of who he is. But he was a little more understanding of other people's differences and their different ways of doing things. He looked at my face as we he was complaining about his teacher's and then he said, I know no one else is going to do it just the way I expect them to. I gave up on that idea. I laughed and I knew he had now, well, I knew that he now moved a little lighter on his path. I told him that I loved him and that he'd always be my student, as I say to all my former students. If you're interested you can book a free call with me to find out how to bring mindfulness into your life or to your school. Visit leannemeredith.com. Have a great rest of your day.